Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. Today I brought on my good buddy Total MTG who is an up and coming magic YouTuber making his way up in the ranks and producing a lot of good quality content. Brought him on today to talk a little bit about magic. All right, well not a little bit, but a lot of bit about magic and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, had a really good time doing the podcast interview and it was a lot of fun. So be sure you stay Stick around for the whole thing. And before we begin, as usual, let's get some ads out of the way. This episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com not only has some really well-written articles, but also offers free shipping on all orders over $2 or more. Ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles and shipping costs more than what you're buying? No more. Any order over $2 or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. Today's show is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day trial specifically for my listeners at the following URL, www.gameflyoffer.com slash Zuby. That's Z-U-B-Y. For you, the listeners of Magic with Zuby, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, if you've ever... I mean, Gamefly is pretty much just like renting games back in the day, but you get to keep it for as long as you want. And they also do movies, too, I think. Um, pretty cool. It's If you're like me, who is always unsure about buying the newest and latest game out there, and maybe you don't want to spend all that money, 60 bucks plus if you really like it and want to get the season pass, you're looking at well over 100 bucks. With Gamefly, you know, you can at least try the free 30-day trial, try out a new game or two, and if you like it, awesome, you get to keep it as long as you want. If you don't, just send it back, and, you know, that's it. Um, yeah, so that, once again, that is GameflyOffer.com slash Zuby, that's Z-U-B-Y. Uh, Magic with Zuby can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, MTGcast.com, and on PodcastRadioNetwork.com on every Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, if you wish to email me with any questions, you can email me at MTGZuby at gmail.com. Magic with Zuby is also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Magic with Zuby, as well as Twitter at Magic with Zuby. Don't forget to like and subscribe and smash that rate and review button whatever it is on youtube uh if you like listening to your podcast on youtube you can just search for magic with Zuby on youtube uh don't forget we also have a patreon as well patreon.com slash magic with Zuby. uh we have some really cool rewards on there where if you do the uncommon tier or higher you get to actually choose a topic for me to discuss on an episode and you also get a shout out as well so before we begin or i already said that already so last week's question was what did you think of the new changes to nationals gps and ptqs in regards to modern i got some responses from you guys i got lazric saying it makes sense that they move away from promoting modern and focus on standard because that's where they make their money but it doesn't make sense to do it right before a ten dollar msrp per pack modern masters release Abaddon said it's going the way of legacy and will not be as popular. Kowaka said, despite only playing standard, I think this is a terrible decision from Watsi. The game is vast and should try to cater to all formats. Um, I sort of agree to a point that it's a mistake. Um, I really do enjoy Modern. Modern is probably one of my favorite formats to play. It's definitely up there. It's It really is between Modern and Standard, so... Uh, it probably modern would probably be number one actually now that i think about it but it 
it makes sense from a business standpoint why they're doing it. I'm not happy with it, but I mean, businesses have to look at what's making them the most money and modern doesn't make them money. It modern doesn't sell packs. It's standard that sells packs. So they have to do what they got to do to make money. And they want to be able to promote further professional play. What's going to get players to buy packs. So as much as I don't like it, it makes sense. Um, today's or this week's question of the week is if you could start your collection over of magic, what would you do differently? Um, you know, would you buy as many sealed product as you'd have, or would you just buy singles or, you know, I want to hear from you. What would you do differently if you had to start your collection over? So, all right, that's the question of the week. And you can send me that, those answers by email, um, you know, on Twitter, uh, whichever, or on Facebook, which, whichever you feel comfortable with. And I'm looking forward to hearing them and reading them. So let's get on with the interview. And here is Total MTG. All right, everybody. I am here with my good buddy, Total MTG. Um, he is getting pretty big in YouTube, and as far as magic goes, you've um, how long have you been YouTubing now? Like about uh, a year, over yeah, a year, probably just over a year now. So it's, it's it's building up. Yeah, it's not too bad actually. Because I can remember, I don't even remember how I followed you on Twitter or whatever. Um, yeah. But I remember you weren't even that big, but now you're like well over, what was it, over 1,500? No, 1,800 now. Yeah, getting towards, trying to get towards that 2,000. Just just keep getting some and then losing some. I think it's that YouTube bug thing that everyone keeps talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Where it's <laughs> like, if you lose one subscriber, it shows actually two or something. Or- yeah. Yeah, I seem to go up to down to every day at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But all right, be, I guess to start off with, let's introduce yourself, uh, like who you are and what yeah. you do and all that. Yeah, sure. So, um, like I said, I've been doing YouTube just over a year properly. Um, absolutely love MTG. That's why I started it. Um, I wanted a new hobby, and my friend at work got me into this, and. Um, Started playing my first actual game of Magic was um, behind our desk at work where we were meant to be working, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I was hooked from from then on in really. So it's all uh, my friend Lee's fault. He got me into this and turned it into like a total obsession and started up a YouTube channel. Um, then ventured on to you know Twitter's everything else like that, and um, it it just jumped. I had one video that just jumped the channel really really well. Um. I went from 100 subscribers one Christmas when it was just coming up to, like, you know, first few months. And then I think it was in a matter of two months, I was over a 1,000. Wow. And it just it just went crazy. And um, I've got a real good, nice, hardcore group of subscribers that always stick by me and one being yourself. And, um, yeah, it's just gone from there, really. So just keep trying to progress and hopefully get better and better. That's the plan anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you haven't been playing Magic that long then? What's that, sorry? How long have you been playing Magic? Magic probably since, I think the first set I started playing in was Return to Ravnica. 
Oh, okay. So not 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 too long, to be honest. Um, I started with the control deck there. My favourite cars like Sphinx's Rev and Jace Architect, and you know I'm a proper blue player and <laughs> dirty, dirty <laughs> oh, blue cool. player. And uh, that's why you see a lot of control decks on my channel because um, I do feel like you got to play what you're comfortable with. And oh yeah, definitely. Not, not just yeah. follow follow what you think's better than the mess. So you're better off playing a deck that's that you're comfortable with rather than one that's just potentially do well. So I always I always believe that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um one of the things that I like about your channel is not only do you do the um you know the magic online deck techs and gameplay yeah. and all that, but you and a friend, um I think his name's Connor. Yeah, Connor, who, yeah. Who, who you bring and you do actual, you know, matches and all that. And I think one of the first times I saw your channel is you took one of my deck ideas. Yeah, and did. you, yeah, you and Connor played and I'm just like, Oh, that's awesome. And you got yeah. it. I guess the banter between you two is really good too, because that yeah. just makes it interesting to watch and all that. Yeah. I mean, I love playing me and Connor, you know, obviously I moved away recently, but probably about a year ago, but. He still travels up up to where I live, and we record. Maybe you do a whole day of recording, so you know we just go from one match to the next one, and we we do have a lot of laugh. And the versus matches are probably the most popular um, videos on the channel by far. Um, some some deck tech sort of sky rise, but um, the versus matches are very popular. I just wish I could you know record a lot more, but they they're a bit different to what other people do on their channels because you know live matches is. It's a bit like the old SCG when you used to have... Um, we started doing it when we used to watch uh, CVM and... Is it Brian Braun doing? Yeah. And, uh, we said, we can do it better than them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then they got um, moved on. So maybe maybe not. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's... Maybe. You know, that's 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 a, it's good banter with Connor. And Connor brings up his mill decks and his elves and his... All his other concoctions. And we have we have a bit of fun, really. No, and that, that's what makes it interesting to watch is seeing you guys definitely bring that to the forefront that it's, you know, fun. Well, that's and, how it um, is. It's got to be fun. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. all about, you know, serious play and everything like that. You know, we do do some, you know, we're concentrating when we play and occasionally, you know, like everyone, you make a mistake and everyone in the chat lets us know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. It's like, oh, yeah, it's you tap that wrong. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that is one thing. Commentators and people who leave comments, they are not afraid to tell you when you do something wrong. Oh, um, no. When, when I, I was, I can't remember if you've seen that, um, that trains deck I made as a joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, for standard and all that. And I had people like messaging me, telling me, oh, well, you know, you need to add this, this and that to make it more competitive and, you know, to make yeah. it better. And I'm like, are you serious? This is just a joke. All right. Yeah. It's just, this I'm is not. Fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like had that no with um, one of my decks. I don't know if you saw the um, eight dollar. Uh, which deck was it? Lost in the Woods deck. Lost uh, in the Woods. Which one was that again? Lost, Lost in the Woods is uh, you reveal a forest and you stop all combat, or so I think it prevents all combat. If you every time like a creature attacks, you flip the top card. If it's a forest, you prevent damage from that creature. So the deck runs. I think it runs forty forests. And, what the? Uh, it cost like eight dollars, <laughs> and it was like a series. Was this legacy? No, no. This is this is modern. So what the series I did was when are we like when are we going to win the match kind of thing? And it was playing like you know come across infects, I come across really dirty decks, and then we actually won a match, and it was absolutely hilarious that that we won, 
And the, vid- the video got sh- stupid amounts of views, thousands of views. I mean, I think it's over 10,000, which is one of the really high ones. And um, people were saying, you can't play this deck. This isn't a modern deck. Da, da, da. And it actually says $8 <laughs> fun budget deck. And it's okay, like, yeah, I found the video here. Yeah, and it's like people were just like moaning about it. And I was like, you see what the deck is all about. It's You know, you've got to have fun when you're deck building. And that is... That's a modern deck that, you know, anyone can afford. Oh, yeah. It's $8. You know, most people can afford a deck that's got 40 forests in. (laughs) It's just, you know. um, But, yeah, it got got a lot of views. did get a lot of love as well. um, Yeah. And and that's one of the things with Magic players that it's, it's always funny to me. It's, you know, you come up with a fun deck like that, but yet you will have people just, you know, start talking you down like, oh, this isn't competitive at all or anything. Yeah, I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's fun. I mean, I do a lot of deck techs. I do a lot of, you know, builds. I like, I like just, that's part of what I like doing. You know, I do like deck tech building. And um, even today, like, you know, one of my subscribers said last week on deck tech, oh, I'd love to see a Grixis control. So I built a Grixis control this week. I tested it out today and it was really dirty and it ran really well. And um, so that would probably be on Tuesday's video. So. <laughs> Is that a standard Grixis control? Yeah, standard Grixis control they wanted to see. So I've made it, you know, minimal creatures. I'll give you a little spoiler. It's, you know, it's got walking ballist- three walking ballistas, four torrential gear hulks. That's the creatures. And um, Man, walking ballistas walking- is such a card. Oh, I, when I first saw that card, I was thinking, oh, it's like Hangerback Walker, but not as good. And yeah, good yeah. thing I'm not one of those that predicts, tries to predict cards or anything, because I was completely uh, wrong. Um that card is ridiculously good. Oh, it's insane. I mean, in the in my match today, I had three of them on the field, one with four loyalty, one with three, one with two. And, you know, I was thinking, well, either way, I've got nine damage there waiting to happen. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. That cuts his life, your life total, your opponent straight down. And you know you can just do what you can and then just build them bigger, build them bigger. And, as, you know, in a control deck, it's really good walking blister, I found. Um, that's oh, just yeah, what I definitely. found, so... Um. Yeah. Great. So I might move on to Grixis. Oh, that sounds fun. Um. The the one deck that I'm going to be bringing is Jund Energy with um Winding Constrictor, just adding, giving you more energy, and a lot of the other um common energy cards like Bristling Hydra, Lathnu, Hellion, um Voltaic Brawler, and all that. But it's so far from what I've tested on X Mage, it seems fine. Um, it can do yeah. pretty decently, but. You know, I, I haven't gone against the Sahili copycat combo or anything like that yet. Nah, that's, that's, I mean, that deck is, I don't know, it's, when I've played against it, I'm, you know, it either wins explosively and I found like, you know, I'm more worried about when they start blinking torrential gear hulks. That's, you know, that's when it, it sort of becomes that. I know the combo can just win straight off, but now they've sort of added those in, it, it makes the deck, you know, quite a bit harder to, to beat against something. I don't know, I just find it hard, but, um, yeah. Who knows? It might the old cat might get banned. We never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they're not going to ban Sahili. They're going that's never. that's too much now. Yeah, never ban a planeswalker no. like that. No, <laughs> no, unless it's Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah, I was going to say that's the thing. I mean, Sahili <laughs> just doesn't win a match on its own, does it? I mean, Sahili was must no. be a dollar. It must have been a dollar fifty-two dollars before that combo come out, and they must have. You know, I can't believe they missed that combo when they put the cards out. I know you'd think you think they would have caught on to something like that because I remember yeah. when it was first spoiled. Right away, people knew exactly what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. They I mean you just saw it spoiled straight away, and 
you know, it does it, it with the pros sometimes. It, they must have some sort of, you know, major talking going on. Because like the next one, it was all Maldu vehicles, wasn't it? The next tournament was like all yeah. Maldu vehicles, so they all just decided to play that. I mean, that's the problem with standard at the moment is that you know if they're not playing Mardu, then they're going to be playing probably Green Black something or other. And um, standard is getting a bit is getting a bit boring again, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's always been one of the problems that I see, and I'm not trying to talk talk down against net decking or anything because I do it. I mean, I definitely do net decking when it comes to modern and legacy for standard. I'll look at some of the top decks and I'll use that as a foundation for the most part. Change it to what you like. That's what what I do sometimes. You know, you get an outline. Yeah. uh, But, you know, a lot of people think all your decks are net decks sometimes because, you know, they think the pros have a right to just use certain cards and, you know, you yourself will know a card is good. And it, it yeah. mixes in with another card. That's what I think a lot of people I've noticed, like we were talking the other day when we were going to game days and stuff like that, that if someone loses, they think it's a net deck. <laughs> it's just they lose, your opponent loses, they start out, you know, oh, it's a net deck. Um, oh, I know. It's it's just, you know, you do get that in all shops, unfortunately. Well, it's, it's not only that, but another thing that I always notice, especially I feel bad for newer players wanting yeah. to get into standard because, you know, the new, when you're a new player, you, you, uh, you have such, you know, high hopes for deck building and like, Oh, I can, you know, do this awesome werewolf deck. I can do this awesome, you know, trains deck or energy deck and all that stuff. And then you show up and everybody's playing black green or Mardu yeah. and you just get absolutely wrecked. And, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't bring those decks to F and M or anything. It's just, it, it's it's hard for new players because you know yeah. they because they, they get told like oh you can build anything you know but you can only build these certain decks that are good though <laughs> yeah I mean when when you when you get told that your deck's bad I mean how are you going to feel you're not going to want to go back again that's the problem and um you yeah. know I've noticed that you know it's very rare that a shop isn't you know a lot of shops you know I'm just talking from experience here they're all a bit clicky sometimes and oh yeah they you know, definitely are. Even in, you know, my local shop isn't, it's, it has its bad moments. Um, but there's like teams in there. So you'll get five of them that will play the same deck. Um, cause they're all trying to want to be pros and all that. And they can be quite offish to some people, which puts other new players coming in because you've got five people playing a Sahili combo deck. <laughs> it's just like, and there might only be 14 people in the event. <laughs> so that's like half the field. Yeah. And they all share a card pool too. Yeah, that's so. the thing. Yeah, they can always, you know, which makes it hard if you want to turn up with your fun brew or anything like that. Because a lot of my brews are all fun, but I try to make them competitive to try and deliberately rogue brews, deliberately try and take some of these decks down. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I definitely know what you mean. Um, one of the things I always find frustrating as well when it comes to local shops is it just like what you mentioned. People will try to be. Like I, I've gone to some shots where they try to be ultra competitive at F and M, you yeah. know, like take it really seriously, and that's fine to a point, you know, that y- you can take it seriously. But when, you know, especially if you lose, you act like it's the end of the world or anything. It's like, come on, this is F and M. This isn't like you know the finals of the Pro Tour or yeah, anything exactly. like that. It well, literally it. means nothing if you lose. Now F and M's are, you know, you're trying to win a few packs. You're trying to win maybe a, a promo card. Um, yeah. It's it's literally that, and I use FNMs for trying out different decks. I don't don't care if I win or lose. 
you know, if I go there, I mean, I'll give you a story that, like, the other week, one of my friends went there, and the the opponent, like, said under his breath, oh, my God, you're annoying. And I was like, my friend turned around and was like, what did you say? And he was, like, shocked. And he was like, I can't be bothered to go back to that shop anymore. You know, oh, like, yeah. You I get people that take it so serious. Oh, yeah. No, I, I played against this one guy. Um, I think he's a level two judge too, but just such a bad attitude sometimes. And he, and this was, this is before Aether Revolt. He was playing, um, that stupid storm combo in standard, you know, the, where you oh, gain yeah. the 50 life and all that. And I was playing Mardu vehicles at the time and I just completely wrecked him. And, you know, yeah. and I'm trying to, and I'm just trying to tell him like, Oh, hey, good games, you know. Yeah. whatever just trying to be nice and friendly and he's just like no they weren't good games that was absolutely terrible and i'm just like like <laughs> seriously why are you being such a jerk and all that yeah exactly. I'm, like, I'm just you know. i'm just trying to be nice and friendly it's f and m you know and yeah. and that's not the first time i've come across you know stuff like that before and it's just it's frustrating because it's it, it sort of puts you off and i can understand why other people will not want to come because dealing with people like that is not fun no, they t- they tend to take over the shops as well. That's that's the problem, you know, because they go down there all yeah. the time, and you know. But I do believe sometimes it's for the owners of the shops to sort of step in, and you know, we I know they try to be diplomatic because people are obviously spending money and they don't want to lose all custom, but you know, they don't realise what damage it does because that person will say something to someone else, someone else, someone else, spirals, and you know, game stores are not they're not easy to run you know they're not the most profitable shops in the world to make you living in no no they so, aren't you know no and that's one things that's um frustrating as well you know what you just mentioned i i had an episode one of my earlier episodes um talking about you know what can we do to get magic to be more diverse you know with females coming in the shop and all that and a lot yeah. of it starts at the <laughs> local level um yeah. you know because i and I'm sure you've been to those shops where even you yourself, you'd be like, I do not want to come in here again. Cause it's just one, it's just really creepy people in there. And yeah, you've got yeah. people that are just extremely socially awkward. And yeah. And, and I, I hate talking down about this, but they've got those, you know, play mats with basically naked women on there. And I'm just like, I would not even want to bring my daughters into this shop yeah, at all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, Magic players in my shop, I don't think we have one female. We have two. Uh, from what I can remember, there's a couple of Pokemon players uh, that are female, but there's not. And uh, and like you say, I just can't. They're just not that kind. They are invited. There's some lovely people in the shop. But yeah, there's a core that are just, you know, they, they really do think they're on the tour. And <laughs> they're not. <laughs> do you mean? Yeah. Admittedly, they're very good players and stuff like that, but... If you don't make a shop friendly, you know, then it's it's never going to work. So it's only going to go one way. Um, yeah, and like like you said before, it's really up to the store owner to just put a stop to it. But what's also hard is I've been to some shops where the store owner is a part of that group, you know, yeah. of the you know the crappy people and all that, and you're just like, I'm, I'm never coming here again, you know. And whether they whether it's like that sometimes because it's not like. You know, name another type of store, or they're not like McDonald's. They're not on every corner of every street. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's literally, you know, it's sometimes you have to travel quite a few miles to go and find a magic store. Um, 
we do round here anyway. It's we've got one or two, and um, once you're out there, you're travelling miles to go to the next one. So you either like we do sometimes, we just have friends round instead of going there. You know, we we yeah. plan ourselves, but you know. Yeah, I've got a shop literally down the street for me. Um, it's it's a lot better than it was like maybe six months ago because six months ago it started getting really bad. Yeah. And then um, the store owner, the store owner doesn't really in, isn't involved in the day to day operations with the shop. So he got a new guy in and the new guy just sort of cleaned up shop and got rid of the you know, bad people and all that. And it's been a lot more inviting. Yeah. But it, it got to a point where I'm just like, I would never bring my kids into this shop, you know, no, cause it's just, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, that's the, that's the way they are. They're so clicky sometimes. It's strange. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to describe it cause it's like, I said, it's just socially awkward people who just, I don't know, don't know how to act, I guess yeah, in settings because I, I guess a lot of like how I'm able to interact with people comes with my job, you know, because yeah. I have to be very professional, you know, day in and day out and all that yeah. dealing with people. And I guess I just sort of take that with me when I go to a new place, like a new card shop and all that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, I mean, it's very rare I'd, I'd even go to an F&M unless I knew a couple of friends were going. I, yeah. I, I, the last one I did, I didn't mean, you know, I put it on Twitter about it. You know, last time I went... I took my green black aggro deck, um, went three and one. Two losing opponents both said, Oh, playing against a net deck and it wasn't <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, I remember seeing that. Yeah. That's right. right. I mean I won the game so quickly, you know, it was like two nil, two nil, two nil, and I think I lost two nil. Um Yeah. And it's like even one of my friends turned around and said to him, he said, If you want to see the deck tech, he put it up a couple of weeks ago before this last tournament came out. And you know, it was just like, cheers, bud. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's what I say. You know, you know, people do not have rights to certain cards. If I want to use Constrictor, it's not because um, I don't know some pros using it as well. It's because it's a good yeah. card, and I want it in my deck. <laughs> it's it's just you know. But grain black. There's a lot of cards. They all stand out. You know, they're good cards. Um, but I like my configuration. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing that's always really tough um, to try to balance because you'll have people that are so against net decking and then people who will net deck. Yeah. And and I don't know. It's it's tough. Like, like I mentioned earlier, for new players, when they go and they just get completely wrecked by net decks and it's, it's yeah. disheartening. But at the same time, it's not like you can tell people not to do it. No, when know? I first started, all I did was net deck because that's all I knew. I looked at, you know, I didn't yeah. have a clue about building decks. So the only way to learn is looking what the pros do. You look at certain decks, you know, I was I was playing Mono Blue Devotion with Master of Waves and everything like that and, you know, using the black, you know, Esper control list that was always up when I first started playing. And um, then you, you know, you gradually get better and better at deck building, which hopefully, you know, I think I've done over, you know, a couple of years of playing through, you know, four years, three, four years, whatever it is. Yeah. And um, then, you, you know, you start to have more, faith in your decks that you build um yeah, no, you start actually learning what mana curve is yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't have like six one drops and then have seven seven drops <laughs> it's just like it's like oh but i like this card <laughs> yeah because it, it's funny it's um 
Because I can remember, I, I net deck for a while. Um, my first yeah. actual standard deck was back in Innistrad, Ra- Return to Ravnica, um, the Boros Aggro with the Boros Reckoner in it. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. and it wasn't until when M15 came out is when I built my first actual, like, standard deck by myself. And that was, I tried so hard to make insole artifact work. And yeah, yeah. it just was not there yet because Origins hadn't come out yet. And it was just, I tried to make like an insult artifact control build and yeah, it was bad, but I had a lot of fun with it though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I loved your deck that I showcased on the channel. That was, I can't remember what it was called. Um, I'm sure that was to do with artifacts as well, wasn't it? I think can't remember what it was called, but I remember I played it on a couple of videos and stuff, but that was fun deck. That was got a feeling it was oh, a yeah. blue green, some kind of build you made. I can't remember what it was, but. Yeah, we so, do like doing that. I do like you know taking subscribers' decks because we had our um, series that I'm going to start up again, which was um, all about the brew. Which is um, subscribers. I pick a color, you know, trying to get people into net, you know, building decks and not net decking so much. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's just you know some you know some of the decks are so good, and um, you know, choosing different colors and it, it was quite popular to be honest. It just stopped over, over the sort of Christmas period and it's hard sort of a week sometimes isn't enough for someone because everyone has their things going on in their lives. So try yeah, to stop for a month, but then it got a bit, you know, it's hard to sort of find the right time for that sort of thing. Yeah. And then plus people's ex- attention spans are so short, so they'll That's forget the all about it. Well, too. you know, once a month, everyone was like, yeah, a month, that gives me a lot of time, a lot of time. And then just didn't get the decks as many. So it's just like, yeah, I've got to go back to doing it maybe weekly. <laughs> yeah. So with your channel, um, what do you feel that you do differently compared to other magic YouTube channels? Um, I'm not so serious. That's for sure. Okay. We, have, we have a lot of fun, as yourself, on the versus matches. It's not, you know, I feel like we, a lot of people say they do learn from the channel as well, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. Someone used a funny word the other day when they watched our versus matches. They say, I love your show, as it as it's like a TV show. It just, it just <laughs> been, you know, me and Connor like playing proper magic and people say, commenting, we love your show. And um, Well, it's long enough to be a show. I know, it makes us like sound like a comedy act. But yeah, we're neither of us are that funny. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think you know. Apart from Connor, obviously does a lot with the matches. I do a lot myself. I haven't got any. Everything I've done, I've learnt myself. No programming skills. I've literally just done it from scratch and done it. Um, the deck techs sometimes are, you know, they're quite raw deck techs. I like, you know, not only doing MTGO ones. I like having the cards in front of me. So people yeah. can see that I've actually thought about it, looked at my collection, done this, you know, done that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We do different series. I do fun series. I do budget stuff. I do non-budget. But yeah, we do we do a lot of lot of different things that hopefully get new people. Um, I would like to build up, like you say, the, the varied of the audience. I think my um, channel is ninety nine point six male. Um, something stupid like that. Looking at the stats, um, so I'm always trying to improve it and get to different people. But it, it, like you say, it's quite hard. Yeah, it's definitely a t- it's tough. Um, I mean, I know I have a YouTube channel too, but I I don't pay attention to it nearly as much as um, you know, I do with my podcasts and all that. No. I just sort of 
I'll sort of maybe upload a pack opening or something, but I put, I try to put all my podcast episodes on there, but YouTube yeah. is definitely a much different animal compared to doing a podcast oh, um, yeah, from, from what I've learned. And it's, it's, I find it impressive that you've gotten as big as you are as quickly as you are because it's tough. I mean, they're, I've seen some magic channels where they produce really good content, yet no one ever watches it. It's it's sort of like it's random sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I found. I mean, there's a, a channel I follow. I, I literally can't remember the name off my hand, but their graphics and everything like that, you know, make mine look, you know, terrible sometimes is what I think. But then people like what they like sometimes, and sometimes it's not always about how super professional it looks. They like the banter, they like, you know, what, you know, how you come across. It is sometimes about that, um, which is hopefully what the more I try to do. I'm, I'm getting better with my technical stuff. Um, I've recently got new programs and stuff, so like better thumbnails and stuff. Like, you know, even after, you know, a couple of years, I'm still learning to do stuff. So, yeah. Because YouTube is hard. I mean, I, I went through a stage of trying to do a video every day of the week, and it was just so hard. When you got a job as well, Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed yeah. That, you know, the views were going. You know, you have to. It's such a hard to get into the algorithms of YouTube and get the videos. And you know, I don't know what makes one video have ten thousand views and another one have three hundred. It's I look at the videos and I'm like, well, that's no different to that video. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so it is hard YouTube. That's for sure. Anyone anyone thinks it's easy? It's not. No, it's definitely not. Um. One of the things, oh yeah, I also want to ask you, what are some of your goals for this year? Since we're still pretty much early in, in on the the new year here. Yeah, I mean, my main goal is to get to two thousand subs. Um, that was what I set myself to try and get up. It doesn't sound a lot, two thousand, compared to some people, but you know, it's it's just it's another milestone for me to sort of try and kick on. Um, just to you know, basically widen widen the audience. Um, I'm venturing into Twitch now as well. Oh, yeah, I have noticed that, that you've been yep. doing it, it. I don't know. How many times a week are you doing it now? Um, probably I'm going to try, I'm trying for a couple, but the, the problem is, as you know, as well, when, when you can't do it full time, um, obviously you do it as a hobby. It's, it's not paid. You need to, you know, you need to fit it around your life and work schedule. Um, but I'm trying to get, at least a couple of times a week, I am streaming tomorrow, as I've just managed to sort out um, a few bits. And um, yeah, I really, really want to grow Twitch as big as YouTube if I can, if not bigger, because Twitch is a very good platform. Yeah, T Twitch is that's another hard one because at least with YouTube, you can record at your leisure. Yeah, and all that with Twitch is I, you know, you have to be consistent with that. Um, that's the, that's the I, problem. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do, um, the whole Twitch thing. Um, not just with magic, but, uh, with Starcraft 2, actually. Uh, yeah. back in 2010, I tried to, you know, do that consistently and all that. And it's, it's tough because, you know, like you said, you just get so busy and then you forget for a week and then you forget for two weeks. And, oh, yeah. And when you're trying to do YouTube at the same time, cause I'm, I'm not going to let, you know, YouTube is my, it's my passion, so I'm not going to let that drop. So yeah, Twitch has to work around that, and I need I always get at least three to four videos out on YouTube a week. Um, and then with Twitch is, I mean, let's be honest, it 
especially watching magic on Twitch, it's not the most exciting thing. No, it's you, the person have to be the exciting one to keep watching. Like Mrs. Mulligan, I can watch her. She's not the best player to watch, but she can make it very interesting and exciting to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, some, you know, I looked at, um, the other day, um, what's his name? Is it Rich Hagen? Yeah. But he gets like 10 viewers a time. Yeah, nothing against the fella at all, but you've got to be interested when you do it, you know, and you'll get, you can get virtual nobodies that have thousands of viewers because it's more about personality thing. And, you know, a lot of people, I feel like that's my way of doing it on Twitch. It is literally not, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like doing YouTube. Um, You're not going to see any amazing, you know, you might see some amazing plays, but you'll probably see more punts than anything else. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you're just going to come for a laugh and you'll see different decks crazy decks, cheap decks you know, Yeah. and um, hopefully attack it a different way to what you know, when you turn on Twitch for MTGO you're just seeing drafts, drafts, drafts and I find it nothing more boring than watching a draft myself, that's just me oh yeah, definitely Um, I, you know, I don't want to see Cube on, you know, when you go on MTGO it was Cube on every single channel Oh yeah, the um, holiday cube and all yeah. that. I mean, I love. I wouldn't mind playing cube, but there's no there's no variety as far as I'm concerned in it. You'd never see anyone playing budget decks or anything like that. So, you know, that's the way I'm going to tackle it anyway, and hopefully it'll be popular. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said before. You got to be consistent. You got to be interesting. Um, yeah. I still haven't seen your stream yet. Um, because every time you stream, I'm at work. So. I know. <laughs> the problem is, you know. I'm trying to get a lot of people from YouTube. Um, my YouTube is out of the, you know, nearly 2,000 subscribers, 70% of them are from the USA. So, you know, I'm a lot bigger in the USA than anywhere else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that makes it harder we because we have a time problem. So, <laughs> yeah, because by the time, you know, most Americans get home from work and yeah. all that or from school, it's, well, it's going to be like past midnight for you and all that. And- exactly. So I'm going to have to start midnight streaming and, and getting up three hours later for work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forget that, man. Yeah. No, it's it's like you mentioned before with, with streaming on Twitch. Like whenever I stream Magic on Twitch, it's just mainly me getting frustrated because the other person's so ridiculously slow. Like in the first few turns, I'm like, just yeah. play a land and go. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Or me getting frustrated where I'm just like, fuck this shit. and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the rage quitters on MTGO. It's hilarious. It's like I did. T- it, I did today. I I disallowed an Evolution Wilds rage quit straight away. The person. It's with MTGO. I'm not too bad, but when I play, because I test standard and modern more on X Mage because I yeah. don't feel like spending the money again on Magic Online for yeah, the decks yeah. that I want to play. So yeah. with X Mage. Oh my god, people are so slow in that program, man. It's yeah, I don't know. I have you played X Made? No. Oh, it's it's slow. It people are so slow and then it's it's bad. I mean I'm you know, I'm I'm not worried about this new magic program that's apparently coming out, the digital, but I can't I can't see how they're gonna let everyone's collections just go because there's gonna be people playing it for years. And if all their collections go to be worth nothing People just won't play their new one. You know, they'd be so distraught and so angry. So, well, then, you know, I, I think I think Wizards is willing to take that risk because yeah. it should invite an influx of n- new players. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, I, mean, I, I feel like if they are going to go that way where your collection is going to be worth nothing and they get rid of Magic Online or they stop supporting it, um, I think they're willing to take that risk if they get more and more new players in it. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's really not that many people playing Magic Online compared to Hearthstone. I mean, that yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I suppose it's just be weird if you get, like, the jazzy graphics like Hearthstone to play Magic I mean, I don't like, personally don't like, like the jewels layout and the flashing, you know, the streaks of lightning everywhere and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, I'm one of the very few that, I don't mind the MTGO program. I know it's it's got a lot of faults, but I like, I don't know, I just like the basic look of it. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a more vintage gamer, so that, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't. I can deal with Magic Online. I just have a big problem with how much it costs. Yeah, and that is a problem. But I can't see how they're going to make it cheaper. I can only see how they're going to make it more money because if they're putting money into a program, they want a return. So yep. I, I can't, you know, you shouldn't be paying, you know, 70 tickets for a Liliana the Veil on a virtual product. It, yeah, it, that's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely hideous. But you see people on there when you play against them, they've got four in their deck. So it's yep. like they've just spent $280 on four of them, which is on, on nothing. Yeah. yeah they, on, on literally on just the picture on your screen. Yeah. And it's, and that's what's so frustrating to me. If they had some sort of monthly subscription program where, you know, you get X amount of free drafts and yeah. I don't know, and you have access to every single card, you know, yeah. as long as you keep up that monthly sub, I, I would definitely pay for it, but you still I have to pay for event, but you still have to pay for event tickets or something. If you don't have any play points, yeah, I would do, I would do that in a heartbeat, man. I would definitely do that. I'd rather do that every month knowing that everyone is available to everyone that wants to do that. And then they can play any deck and actually do some proper testing. You know, you yeah. can, and then you know whether to spend the money. And because if you do a deck and you like it, you're going to go and spend 50 quid, 60 quid on a Liliana Vow in card form. You know, yeah, exactly. You, but many people don't get to play with it unless they draw it out on a little bit of paper and <laughs> use a proxy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, that, that just reminds me when I built my Grix's Delver deck in modern and. At the time when Snapcaster was like sixty a piece, that was not fun to pay. But yeah, it's I, I saved up and got it and got it done, and it's my favorite modern deck of all time now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the day I had my playset of Snaps was like one of the it's one of magic highs. You know what I mean? It's like I've got a playset yeah. of Snaps. Jeez. And um, oh, I know. It's, it was just amazing, and then it took me so long. Um, but it's it's pretty good to do that in modern now. But in standard, you know, I never got to play with my copters ever. I, really, took, I didn't buy I didn't buy the playset. I eventually drew them in in packets, and then yeah. you know because I wasn't and I thought, oh, I've got four now. I'll go and play. And next week they were banned. And it was like, <laughs> okay, they're back down. Oh, to be I was no. <laughs> yeah, I was so disheartened when copter got banned. Um, and, and reflector mage. Yeah, because I was um. I was playing Bant Flash instead of Blue White Flash. Yeah, I I splashed in green for Tireless Tracker and Verudius Gear Hulk. Yeah, and um, it was a pretty decent deck. I mean, it it did well at the F and M level, but anything past that, not really. Yeah. Um, but it was just a lot of fun, and Smuggler's Copter wasn't, 
you know, the end all be all of the deck. Like I think it could have survived with heart of Kieran, but reflector mage is what really killed it for me. Yeah. I mean, it was, I know it was a annoying card, but it wasn't to me, it wasn't severely overpowered. That's just my, you know, copter could always be dealt with as well. Especially with the new set yeah. coming out, fatal pushes and stuff like that. Copter could have eaten Emrakul, I can understand. Yeah, that that card was just ridiculous. Yeah, because the way that how quickly they could get it out in their deck. Um what was it? I don't know oh. if it was was it Delirium or something like that. I can't remember which deck it was in, but Well, uh, the the Aetherworks Marvel deck and then that's the, one, um, the Marvel deck, that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, not only could you get turn four Emrakul, but also Delirium where they'd only have to pay like six mana to cast it. Yeah, it's that was hideous, and I can understand that one. Um, but it makes you not want to put too much money into standard. A lot of my friends sort of sold out, sold out of standard on those days because they said, "What's the point of putting money in if something's going to get banned?" I mean, I know it can get banned in any format, but they were three big bans. <laughs> they were, and, yeah. what's, and what's it done? It's given us three decks. That is it. So we've got yeah. green black aggro combo and um what's the other one um the Mardu vehicles yeah the Mardu vehicles so you know yeah and I feel like heart of Kieran is worse than smuggler's copter heart of Kieran is a strong card the vigilance just makes it insane as well um, yeah and and that you can also what you you to crew it with a planeswalker loyalty counter too I mean that's me I mean I've got it in my black green aggro so. I play Nissa. I make a, you know, you plus it. You you take it off again. You make a plant token. You take it off to crew. It's you have your constrictor down. Put counters on it. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong deck. I mean, I I do believe that sometimes when you play some modern decks, it doesn't feel as strong as my green black aggro deck. I feel like my green black standard deck is stronger sometimes. Because it can literally go off and be that explosive. I mean, it's it's crazy that you could have a standard deck like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure if you were to modernize the green-black aggro deck a little bit, you yeah. know, with... I mean, I don't know what you'd put in it off the top of my head, but no. it, I'm sure it could be a lot faster, a lot more deadlier. and Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and probably start wiping some faces. Yeah, without a, a starting to brew around. <laughs> yeah. But um all right man, so with your go, going back to your YouTube channel, um yeah. you said you want to get up to 2000 subscribers. How yeah, do you think how do you think you're going to try to I guess attract more people? Are you looking to attract people outside of magic and try to get them interested in it or Well, it's it's I've got um a few Different companies that are sort of approach me, stuff like that. I've got one that recent, which is um, a company in the UK that do sub boxes. Um, they do MTG sub boxes, and they sort of approach me, and, and they're looking for me to put some content on their website because oh, I that's do cool. obviously box, yeah, box openings for them. And um, all my subscribers in the UK and Europe, they haven't. They, I'm trying to get them to go to America, but it's a, it's just the uh, post is just a bit too hard. But they all get ten percent off. So they, they, that's another channel that hopefully will reach, you know, a lot more viewers, hopefully, because obviously they're just starting out, but they seem to be taking off quite well. And it was nice to sort of them 
you know, it's just sort of said if I want to do blogs or anything like that, I can put it on there, just even advertise the videos. Um, I've got some new series jotted down in my little pad, new series that are hopefully going to inspire people and get new subs. Um, but no spoilers for them yet, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just keep trying, you know, I've tried to, like I said, technical side, I've got a new program for um, doing the videos and stuff like that, and a lot of other stuff graphically, which hopefully does attract more people as well, you know, to make it more visually appealing. Yeah. Um, you know, little things like that. But it's it's hard to sort of, I don't know if you saw last week, I ventured out with my friend in Ireland that did a he did a, a pack opening that was a subscriber who become a friend who recorded a video and um i call him total mtg island and he's it's the second video he's done for us now so you know that's, that's something that i like to do as well is you know build up a sort of relationship with certain people and you know get them to put some videos on the channel as well and it's just something a bit different so yeah, that that's a pretty cool idea. No, yeah. I, I don't think I saw that video. Is that the the Modern Masters 2015 one? Yeah, yeah, that was that one. He he cracked open a Modern Master 2015 and uh, recorded the video. And the video, to, you know, did quite a good job on his phone, and it worked out really, really well. And um, yeah, it's got quite a few nice views. The the pack openings are a, are a bit funny. Some people like seeing them, and I think. You know, they can be a bit repetitive, so I try not to do loads. Yeah. But I do like, you know, I've been lucky to have a couple of masterpieces, so I'm always going to advertise those ones and put those ones up. <laughs> uh, don't even talk about masterpieces to me. I opened up three Aether Revolt boxes and three Aether Revolt bundles, not a single masterpiece. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and- I've been lucky. I mean, I've, I've picked up three, I think, so far. Man, that... That's ridiculous, and but I did get two play sets of Fatal Push though. Well, that, so that's, that's that's very good. That's the best I've got. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I did. I did pull one masterpiece though. It wasn't worth more than the product I bought to get it though. To be honest, so uh, I think that was um, oh, what was it called? Meek something. Meek. Can't think. What Meek Stone or? Yeah, it might have been something like. That. Yeah, can't think what it was, but I I yeah, pulled, Meek Stone. I, I did pull a mana, a mana crit though. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the exp- most expensive one. Uh, that's oh, straight man. straight in the EDH deck. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have. I probably would have sold it. And be like, yeah, I'd was, rather have the money. <laughs> it, it was going to sell it, but it it happened on a day that was it was quite a sentimental day, so I couldn't. I felt like it was like a you know I couldn't sell it because of that. Oh so yeah, no, that it, makes sense. It was a bit hard and. My Memnarch EDH deck is looking very pimp now, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think the best pull that I've gotten out of it was the Scalding Tarn Expedition. Oh, I'd love and, that. That'd be my. I'd be an ultimate pull for me. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. I went three and zero in a draft. Yeah, and I was playing. Um, crap! What was I playing? I think that was the draft where I actually drafted an Ulamog in Battle for Zendikar draft, and. I ended up just three owing everybody or yeah. two owing everybody. I mean, and my prize pool had a scalding tarn and I did keep it for a little bit, but I ended yeah. up selling it for 300 bucks. And wow. Yeah. It, it actually helped me, um, with the down payment of my house. So 
It helped. <laughs> it, it was it was to good use, without a doubt. Oh and yeah, it, definitely. If I could have any playset in Magic at the moment, it would be Scalded Tarns. That needs a reprint in Modern Masters, the new Modern Masters. Uh, I would say it needs a standard reprint. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it in standard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd rather have a standard reprint than Modern Masters, honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to be in that new Modern Masters, but hopefully Liliana's and not Snapcasters. Um, I can definitely see Snapcaster and Liliana being reprinted. Um, yeah. I'm really not sure what else they could really reprint that's going to be high money. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did Tarmogoyf again. I mean, I was, uh, that's what I was just about to say. Surely we're not going to have a third Tarmo, but we probably will. And I wouldn't mind a Noble Hierarch reprint again, because that Blood card Moon. was going down. Oh, Blood Moon, yeah, that too. It's... Aether Vial, Damnation. that needs a reprint. Damnation certainly needs a reprint. Yeah, Aether Vial and Chalice of the Void as well. Yeah, Chalice has gone up. I mean, that's, I, I found a couple of Chalices in an old deck the other day. So I was like, looked on them, I was like, Jesus, they've gone up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, um, I think that thing that always drives me crazy, it's... I mean, granted, I paid for a full playset of Gaia's Cradles for my Legacy Elves deck. Yeah. But it's still, it doesn't feel good paying that much money for cardboard. No, it certainly doesn't. It, it no. really doesn't. And it's, it's frustrating, especially when you try to get new people involved in the game. And then you yeah. tell just even a standard deck, like, oh, you know, a top tier standard deck is going to cost like two to three hundred bucks. And yeah. they just look at you like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the recent deck tech I did, um, which was my first venture into Legacy, um, I did Budget Nick Fit. And basically, it's like a modern deck with a few nice Legacy cards. And it's very reachable for people to, you know, because it's got the mana base is really easy, which is the problem with Legacy is the mana base. Oh, um, my gosh, yeah. This runs a hell of a lot of basics. Um, it's just been pimped out a little bit because I got a very cheap deal on a Caracas. Uh, so oh, nice. Got that for... I think it was nineteen pound, so that'd be what twenty two dollars, twenty three dollars, something uh, like that. That was that was crazy cheap on eBay, and um, so it's got one of them, but it's got none of the jewels or anything like that. But the deck works quite well, and it's basically you know it's a legacy deck that plays Siege Rhino, so it it can't be bad as far as I'm concerned, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, Siege Rhino deck. Legacy, <laughs> legacy's legacy's like how do I deal with a Siege Rhino? It's just like, you know, bulk doesn't work. <laughs> it's just, nope. You know, obviously swords to power shares and paths do, but it's, you know, abrupt decay doesn't work. <laughs> so it's, no, it's, um, Legacy definitely has some weird decks out there that it, you can make it work. Especially like if you build a homebrew or a rogue deck like that like nick fit like you're talking yeah. talking about and bring it to a tournament and no one expects it at all it's like you can win some pretty pretty g- nice games yeah exactly i mean when i um, play veteran explorer and i cable therapy my veteran explorer they haven't got any basics to fetch so it's you know i go <laughs> i go and fetch all my basics and i'm you know i'm looking for a i'm looking for a turn three you know Sorin, or say, or turn three Elspeth, or say like that, Sun's champion. It's like then they could, it's quite hard to deal with. It's um, it's it's quite funny actually. Yeah, it's that's one of the things, especially you can get away with in Legacy and Modern, where you can bring a rogue homebrew and like wreck the field sometimes. 
Yeah, I mean, Rogue Brews are just, you know, I love Rogue Brews. Um, one of my recent followers the other day on, on Twitter, I was very happy about it, just flashed up, was Rogue, uh, Rogue Deck Builder. Oh, so, yeah, I, yeah. I was that, you know, that's to get, you know, I was like, I was pretty proud of that. I was like, because he's, you know, I, I do, I do, you know, I personally do think I can brew a good deck. And then, you know, thinking that he might have seen some of my decks and think, oh, that's quite good. You know, because obviously I follow him and look at all his decks. I love his channel. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, you start to get recognized a little bit, which is nice. You know what I mean? But, you know, being only a small one, you know, not as big as, you know, the some of the other people, um, Wedge and people like that. Oh, yeah, I know. We're We're just not that cool enough, I guess, or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we're getting there, though. We're getting there. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. Yeah, um, so what do you find to be one of the hardest things to do with YouTube? Or or what's the hardest thing that you found about YouTube when, um, when you've started? Personally, dealing with criticism. Um, I don't mind constructive criticism. But, you know, this it might sound stupid, but you spend a hell of a lot of time, you know, when you're working all the time and doing stuff like that and you put loads of amount of effort and time into videos and people just dislike i find that quite hard to deal with sometimes i get really angry and i I start analyzing the videos going well what's wrong with it what's doing here because you know you don't get paid to do it you know you you just do it as a hobby you try to give it you know stuff like that but i do find that find that quite quite hard to deal with sometimes because i would never doesn't matter if i didn't like the video so i've never disliked someone's video ever i just I would rather leave a comment and say, this is what I think. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hide behind, you know, a mouse or a keyboard. Um, I do find that quite difficult at YouTube. Um, finding time as well, you know, trying to always keep up with putting videos out is, is quite testing. But for making the content, I don't find hard at all. I, 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 that's, you know, I love doing so. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really what I find the most hardest. What about yourself in stuff? Um, YouTube, I don't really get anybody watching my YouTube, but as far as podcasting goes, um, see, this is where my personality probably differs from yours is I pretty much have no self-confidence. So (laughs) I always feel like everything I make is absolute trash. So when I feel that someone actually likes something I do, I'm like, are you serious? Like, what, are you, are you okay? Is something wrong? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, that's not completely true. It's, I, I do have confidence and all that, but it's usually, I'm, I have a lot yeah, of self deprecating humor, yeah. no, <laughs> but it's, um, but it's, I mean, I've definitely had some criticism with the podcast and it's usually, um, I, I try to, not take it too seriously where I'm like, you're either going to like me or you don't. And I don't, I I guess I don't have time to try to make everybody like me. I mean, there was a point in time in my podcast where I really wanted to get in with that, you know, inner group of magic and, you know, get on daily MTG and get Mm -hmm. in the, and now I'm just at a point where, you know what, that's not, that's not my audience that I need to focus on. I need to focus on branching out and trying to get more people interested in the brand of magic, the gathering. And so that's what I'm trying to work on. Like not, not trying to stay away from the, core audience that i have now but you know i i need to i guess i need to branch out more and you're either gonna like me or you don't 
I think you, I think you, you know, especially all your podcasts. Really, you've had a lot of big Twitch streamers doing on your podcast, and I, you know, I think it's brilliant that you know, yeah, Mrs. Mulligan, and she gets a lot of viewers, a lot of viewers. Yeah. Um, you say was it Chris one time as well? I saw Chris. I saw I follow her on Twitter. You know, you get some you get some really good stuff in there. And the way I look at it as well now is that even if they do dislike it, they're still there. They're still clicking the video. So yeah. you've got, you got to take it with it, unfortunately. You know, the, you see the big ones, and if you want to get bigger, you're always going to get that, you know, the sort of naysayers. Oh, you, you know what I mean? You are going to – it's just part of it, and you just got to be a bit hard-skinned. But um, it was more at the start, really, that it, it sort of annoyed me, that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, I can remember um... – Oh God! Well, I don't remember how long ago it was, but someone gave me some really negative comment or saying like, "Oh, my podcast is that's absolutely terrible." And I showed my wife. I'm like, and I'm like, actually happy. I'm like, look, babe, I actually have someone not liking my podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> someone actually listened to it and hated it. Yeah. My wife even said that. She said, "You're not you're not going to be famous until you've got haters." So <laughs> yeah, it's very true. So, I'm sure I've got quite a few. So, <laughs> but the good, Who the, knows, good one, the, the good ones certainly outweigh them. So, yeah, you know, I do have a very, very good core of subscribers, and you know they they comment in all the videos and you know and share and like like you know all you guys do on Twitter, and it's very much appreciated all the time. So that's oh, yeah. our community is good. You know we've got a little community and it, it works well. So. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's like you said, it's once you get over the fact that you don't need to, especially for me, that I don't, I don't need to be able to get in that inner group of magic people or anything. No, no, you know, definitely not. It, I, mean, I don't, I probably don't utilize some contacts that have contacted me sometimes because yeah. I feel like I shouldn't sometimes. I feel, you know, because you do feel like people in that community, you shouldn't, you know, I mean, just to name drop one person, Travis Wu subscribes to me. <laughs> and he's, because I love his deck building, no matter about what he done at Channel Fireball and everything like that, as a deck brewer, I love what how he brews decks. So, yeah. um, you know, and he's messaged me a few times and stuff like that. And, you know, it was great getting some advice from him with my channel, which, he, you know, he helped me out in the early stages, give me advice on stuff. And it was really, really helpful. So, you know, he gets nothing but props from me. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a top lad. I know. And seeing stuff like that is cool. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just something you just got to keep at it. And one of the things that I've always learned doing this podcast is staying consistent. That's the yeah. hardest part. Yes, it is. It is very hard and consistently trying to produce good content or get better content. Um, you know, everybody gets in a rut sometimes, but you got to try and to keep the viewers interested, and you know that's that's uh, you know, that's what you got to do, and that's what I try to do. I just yeah, and not being afraid of trying something new too, because I know I've definitely done some episodes where I tried something completely new, and oh, it probably ended up turning out terrible, but I enjoyed doing it though. That's the thing. I mean, I've got a couple of new episodes that are purely ones that I like as well. Which I never normally do. I always try and do what I think everyone else would like. Um, but you know, I've got, I'm going to have a new episode coming out, which is strictly about blue players. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to. Yeah, I'll enjoy making the content every week, but it might not get many views. But hopefully, all the views will be um, not just blue players; they'd be every player. 
you know. I do try to converge people to the other side, to the dark side. So, oh, no, well, I'm going to enjoy that episode all about blue. Yeah, it's, it's because... basically building blue decks in all different formats, like, and that's that's what it's going to be. It's just like, how many different mono blue decks can you make, really? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but um, we'll see how it goes anyway. Yeah, man. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. It's um, God, I I can I can always remember like being attracted to blue when I was younger too, because I started in Urza Saga, right? Yeah. And um, but no, my very first deck I still remember was a mono green worm deck. I mean, yeah. everything. I think the cheapest costing card was four mana, and yeah. everything else was four mana and above. But I was young; I didn't know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and back then, I, I always love telling this story. Back then, especially where I was at, you couldn't buy land. You, you know, you know how they had um land stations and all that, and all right, yeah, you, yeah, you, or yeah. or you get bundles and it comes with land. They didn't. We didn't have any of that in my town, so oh. we. I would have to trade basic land with my friends in order to get. <laughs> <laughs> or or just pray that you get some basic lands in the packs that you pull. Um, yeah. I, I'll never. And then as I got older, I'm like, whoa, you can just buy basic lands? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and that now you can't even give them away. I mean, I'm just looking at the side of me here. I've got, like, a tray full of lands. I mean, it's... Oh, I have to, like, every couple months, I have to give, like, a thousand basic lands to my to my shop and just be like, yeah. just take it. I, I need to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for the price rise in um, Battle for, you know, the full art lands again. That's all, because I've got hideous amounts. Oh, I can't get rid of those. I love those. Oh, no, that's um, the thing. I can't sell them. So, so I love, I'll, the I'll sell foil ones. Yeah. Oh, I love foil, yeah. I'm trying to um, completely foil out my mono blue Memnard deck. Um, nice. With a lot of foils. I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway, but it's just trying to trade for them. Uh, See, that's one thing I've never got into with Magic, is I never cared about the foils it's um now i do have some older foils from urza's and mercadian mass that i've kept because you know yeah. they're sentimental but any like foils that i get now is it's like if this is worth money i'm selling it i don't care it's i've never been one of those flashy players and I've, i guess i've never really understood it what wh- why why do you like foils um i never used to it's just i started I don't think I'd ever foil like modern deck or anything like that, but my EDH decks I tend to try and pimp out a little bit. I don't know why. Um, but the Memnard deck, I looked, started looking at it the other day and I was like, well, the commander, it's foil. Um, a lot of it was foil. I thought, mm, do you know what? I'm going to try and make this a foil EDH deck if I can. <laughs> so I love the foil full art islands. I just, I re- I'd never trade them away ever, no matter how much they were worth. And, um, but I'm not really a true magpie, as I say, you know, I'm not, not all flashy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I do like the art in some of the, some of the foils. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some foils where the art looks a lot better. Um, one of my favorite, uh, cards of art. Oh crap. What was it? I just saw it the other day. It was, and I want to get the foil of this one. Uh, Nylia's presence in Theros. All right, yeah. I don't, if you want to pull it up real quick, yeah. I love that art, and I want to get like a foil of that card. I, I know it's a common, and to be super cheap, I just haven't done it yet. Oh, there it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, with like the fiery background and yeah, yeah, that does look pretty sweet. Yeah, it's that one, and then there's another. 
Oh God. Is it the Everglades? Yeah. The Everglades are, I love that. Well, because I, I live in Florida and that's like perfect right there for me. Cause that, that yeah, that's yeah. Florida, that's Florida in a nutshell right there. Yeah, Everglades, the land Everglades. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Have you nice ever one. been to America? Yeah. Yeah. I went, um, um, uh, toured America when I was a little bit, yeah, quite a bit younger. Uh, did like a massive, um, Greyhound coach journey. So I went round to, um, I've got family that live in Arizona. Oh, cool. So auntie, uncles and cousins, they've lived over there all their life. Um, so visited Arizona, went to Vegas, um, Los Angeles, San Francisco. I've done quite a bit of America. It's been, you know, that sort of coast side. Um, really, really, really enjoyed it. It's quite definitely quite a few towns I could live in. San Francisco is what I did like. San Francisco, to be honest. I think th- I think that's really expensive over there, though. San yeah, Fran. I mean, Arizona. I could never live with my auntie and uncle. Um, it's just too hot. <laughs> it's just too hot. Yeah, it's it's a dry heat there oh, too. It is. It is. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to Arizona before. Um, been to Nevada over there. I've never been to California. Um, no. but I've been over by Arizona, Nevada, and all that. And I've been all up and down the eastern seaboard. I haven't been to Europe yet. Uh, I want to. I want to go one day. Uh, the only place I've been outside the country is Asia. Right. Okay. Um, I've been to Japan and South Korea. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was a lot of fun. But I do plan to go to Europe one day, especially yeah, you need, England. You need, you need to get on a versus match, mate, over here. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I know, right? Come over here. Do you mind? Do you mind paying for me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a shame. My cousins don't work for um, the airways anymore. Get your cheap flight. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I I know going to England isn't nearly as expensive as saying going to like, Asia or anything. Yeah, I was going to say that must have been very expensive. Yeah. Well, I went back in two thousand five. I think it was. It was yeah. like twelve grand for a flight. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, it expensive. I'm sure it's even more now. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, I mean, my parents, my, my, my dad and stepmom, they go to um, Vegas every year. It's like they're yearly. Oh, nice. Yeah, they come over to Vegas and I sometimes catch a show and stuff like that. So they, they go quite often. But obviously they visit my, my dad's sister. They go to Arizona and go and visit them as well. But Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you need to come over here, man. You need to come over. I've got um, the guy that done the video from um, Total MTG Island, as we call it now. He's coming over to visit, and we're going to do um, some Versit matches, so that'll be my... He's now a friend. I class him as a friend, so but it'll be the first sort of sub that's coming over and recording some matches, so that'll be something to look forward to later on this year. Um, yeah, no, it's... um, I, I definitely... My wife and I are planning on doing, like, a Europe vacation. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know when. I mean, it's... We'd have to save up a lot of money for it because because yeah. we want to go to England. Um, yeah. The two yeah. the two things I want to go to England. It's probably one of the most popular ones, Stonehenge, and then um, yeah. I I want to go visit J.R.R. Tolkien's grave. Right, um, and then I want to then I want to go to Italy. She wants to go to France because you know seeing Paris and all that. Yeah, Paris and, uh, is amazing. I went. I've been to Paris quite a few times. I love Paris. Yeah, and I want to go to the Vatican in Rome. Oh, and um, go to the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I I just love like all that old art too, and it's it would just be amazing to see it all. Yeah, we we recently visited um, near where I live now in St Albans. Um, St Albans Cathedral is the architecture there is just unbelievable. You need to have a look at it on the internet sometimes. St Albans Cathedral is unbelievable. 
It's humongous. And see, that, that's what, that's why I want to go to Europe so bad because you guys have all that old history that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah. I mean, America has some of that. Like when I go to St. Augustine and visit some of the fortresses, they're, you know, yeah. about a hundred, 150 years old and all that. It's cool and all, but it's, it's nothing like, you know, what you guys have over there where you have old castles from the 15, 1600s and yeah, yeah. you can go visit them and seeing all this old history and all that. It's, yeah, there's some lovely places over here. Yeah, as it, and Ameri- as it is obviously in America as well. So, Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm not saying America doesn't have, it just doesn't have as many landmarks like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, but that, that was a cool thing about Japan and South Korea as well. It's, you know, visiting some of the old castles there too from the 12, 1300s. And I'm just like, holy crap, I'm walking yeah. where a king walked one time or, yeah. you know, a prince or whatever they called themselves. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I think it's, you'd, I've love, always... you'd love London and stuff like that. There's a lot of history in London. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's a bit too busy for me. <laughs> it's just too busy. Oh yeah, I li- probably live out in the country now. So, <laughs> oh, that's got to be nice. It's yeah. I, I I've been in Florida for pretty much all my life, and it's nice. I mean, we got Disney World. You know, that's two hours away. Yeah. And, but it's and we got some really nice beaches. But man, it's especially during tourist season, it gets bad. Yeah, I it's like yeah, it's just every they're everywhere on the road, and oh man, it's. It gets frustrating sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine just, you know, too many tourists, too many. Yeah, but it's, I love Florida and it's, yeah. I, I'm probably going to live here till I die and yeah, all yeah. that. But I, I do want to go visit around the world and all that. Europe is going to be a big one. And then I want to go back to Asia and then I want to go to New Zealand too. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to go there. I've got um, some friends that are over there and, um, We've got a lot of family sort of dotted around the world, really. It's quite, you know, cousins oh, nice. in Australia and obviously like in America as well and quite a lot of family in Ireland. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I should have gone how, over. How, how far is, um? I mean, you can go to Ireland by boat, can't you? Yeah, Ireland on the plane is probably, what do you reckon, Ireland's on the plane, an hour? Yeah, about an hour. About an hour on the oh, okay. to Ireland. It's not too far, and you can you can get there by boat as well. Is uh, it is it pretty expensive to fly over there? No, from here to Ireland. Um, well, I just spoke to obviously my friend that's coming over. I think he caught it for thirty pound, thirty five pound. So about forty dollars. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's holy crap. I know England Jesus. to Ireland about forty dollars. Yeah, I, I wish something like that. Like, if I were to fly from Florida to Georgia, which is just north of Florida, it'd yeah. be like a couple hundred bucks. Jesus. Yeah, ridiculous. Cause That's crazy. Yeah. I, I'd i pay 40 bucks to, you know, fly, you know, go north of America yeah. and all that. Jeez. Well, you, you can get you can go on the Eurostar train from London to Paris, I think, for about £70. So about $80. Jeez. Just... For what one person a piece? One person, yeah. Go on the on the probably tra- that's probably traveling first class as well on the train. Holy crap! See, and that's what America doesn't have. They don't have transportation like that. Yeah. That's as good as Europe because we're we're not built for that. You know, no, no. And you're there in a couple of hours as well. So we used to go to because um, um, I used to um, used to be a bookmaker before you know the job I have now. So working in like bookies, you know, like horse racing and stuff like that. 
So I used to go over to Paris all the time to go to the big race over there, which was the Arc de Triomphe. So I went for like seven years on the trot. And um, you get such a cheap travel over there. It's not cheap in Paris, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, be- before we end here, um, I just want to ask, I-, I don't want to get too political, but what do you think of all the crap that's going on in America right now? <sighs> bit scary isn't it really it's a bit scary <laughs> i think you would have been better off with arnold schwarzenegger to be honest but um, you know perhaps he perhaps he should have given it up off the ghost um i don't know i just i think i would say it's quite worrying you know i can i can sort of envisage him building like a hundred foot wall around your country now and um not letting anyone in or out it's just it's he's i just I just can't see how he's how he's how he last. To be honest, one way or another, I don't know. It's um, I feel like one of the things that Trump needs to do is one, get the hell off Twitter, um, yeah, and two, sort just his hair out. <laughs> and two is just when he's doing a news conference, just stick by his notes. Yeah, it's like whatever they've told him to say, just say it. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just- he, I feel like he'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, the problem I think the problem is is that no one voted, did they? That was the problem. Um, oh yeah, the, it was like one of the lowest voter turnouts because everybody thought Hillary was going to win. Yeah, and then it's it's sort of bad. Even, even I thought, even I thought she was going to win. I'm just like, why am I even going to bother voting? Yeah, and, and then it, I tell you, what it reminds me of. Um, do you ever remember uh, Back to the Future films? Yeah, you know Biff. When, when, when they go forward in time and Biff's ahead of his towers, it, it sort of it even looks like him a bit. To be honest, it reminds yeah, me. Of, it, yeah, a hope, little bit. I just hope it doesn't go that way. To be honest, um, um I, I feel like a lot of those fears are overblown. Um, yeah. because I mean, I'd like to think that we have a good balance of government between the three branches. Yeah. Um, and I feel if he were to try to overstep his bounds you know they're gonna stop him and and he would get impeached and all that but yeah yeah um i i feel like i feel like our media overhypes it way too much for everything he does and i'm not saying everything he does is perfect and all that i mean no no president is perfect and this guy is yeah if he just learned to shut up he'd be fine yeah (laughs) yeah definitely um and just started looking like a president that's that's you know, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day where they did this makeover on him. And it was like they gave him a different haircut. They gave him a, a suit that fitted. They gave him this. They gave that. This is just a visual look. And he actually looks like a president then. And yeah. I think he just can't be a wheeler dealer businessman. He's not, you know, he's, he's a president now of, of a huge country. So <laughs> yeah, he's got to start acting like it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think him getting elected was just um you know what the people want or yeah. wanted at the time because you know frankly everybody's sick and tired of the everyday politicians that you know they'll they promise xyz but never deliver anything yeah i mean there's no doubt I mean, in you know he's been successful in business hasn't he i mean he's oh yeah he's so he's he's got some attributes um but i don't know fingers crossed <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah. I'm sure it'll work out all right in the end. Yeah, I mean, 
it's, I don't know. I, I'm sure we'll be fine. It's yeah. Like I said, I think a lot of it's just media's overhyping it, and yeah, you know, we just gotta wait and see. Yeah, exactly. You know, when things calm down a bit, and when you see if he what he does, and you know, you know, it's, it's no doubt he might change some stuff for the you know for the better. So it just some yeah. of his just some of his sayings are a bit, you know, some of his ideals and. You you can't do that in a in a country that's so, you know. Yeah, as varied, varied and different. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of different nationalities. There's a lot of different, you know, living there, and you've got you've got a. And that's one of the things that I've always found that I love about America is, it's we're not the the country the states they're not the same like someone you meet in Florida is going to be vastly different than someone you meet in Kentucky oh, without or that, Kansas without that, when I visited America I thought every state was a different country it was yeah it it can be too in in it, a it sense was weird yeah I mean when I went to San Francisco it was totally different to the people in Vegas and it you know going to I mean I didn't personally like L A a lot um because the people there were just you know nothing against people in L A but it was just it just it was different to put, you know, going somewhere yeah. else, going to Arizona or somewhere like. It was just, you could, I just couldn't believe how different each state was. It was, you know, each each city, and it was just, it was insane. Yeah, and I'm sure it's similar to that in Europe too, especially where like yeah, Germany, exactly, yeah. France, and Austria, and all that is. Yeah, definitely. And, and heck, and that's what I find so cool about that is, you know, you travel down the road and, oh, look, you're suddenly in Portugal or Spain or something, you know? It's yeah. really not that far apart. No, exactly, yeah. Um, that's, the, that's the thing, you know? Yeah, man. Well, I really enjoyed our time um, talking here. Um, unfortunately, I have to cut this short here. Yeah, cool, man. And but I really enjoyed having you on. Um, where can people find you if they want so to subscribe to you me. and all that? Yeah, go follow us on. We are on YouTube, Total MTG on YouTube. Uh, Total MTG is also on Twitch. So go hit that follow button now. <laughs> up to about 58, 50 followers. So uh, getting there, not quite up YouTube level yet. Um, is it just Total MTG on Twitch as well? Yeah, Total MTG on Twitch, um, okay. Total MTG on Twitter, Total MTG on Instagram. Um, you know, we're everywhere. It's all awesome totally everywhere. All right, that's awesome. Well, like I said, I want to thank you again for coming on, and I really enjoyed this here, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed having a chat. It's been really good. All right, well, have a good day, all right? And you, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right, you're welcome.